Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host Scotty McCoy and I have another Samhain cast member on the phone. I have Shane Apolsky and he played Paul Howard in the movie. Hi Shane, how you doing? I'm doing alright. Just having a wonderful day outside. That's nice. It is a nice day outside actually today, so that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so I have about ten questions. The first one I have is how did you initially uh become a part of the movie Samhain? Uh, well, Scotty, I knew you for how many years I went to actually <laughs> vote tech with you, computer yeah. programming, and then we haven't talked after a while, for a couple of years since the um, vote tech, and we both knew we loved wanting to be in movies, do movies, and all that. We talked about it in school, and then you actually sent me a message about working on the project when it was a web series, and then... When that fell through because of complications, you actually hit message me and also Amanda about being a group and working on the project, and that's how it all started. Exactly. That was. It, it's funny how things happen because I mean we talked about it back in what like ninth or tenth grade. I think it was tenth grade. Yeah, and back in like two thousand. Yeah, it's been a while. Eight, seven. 2006, 2007, within that frame, yeah. yeah. It was definitely, a, it's been a, a long journey, but we finally got here and the movie is done and now we're promoting it and getting ready for its release, which is exciting. Yeah, which is, once we get through this virus stuff. Yeah, which is funny because I know you, you're, in the web series you had a smaller role, you had the role of Cameron, um, but then... Yes. Uh, then I like a lot of the people, and we end up like you know holding a casting call and everything, and you got bumped up to the role of Paul Howard in the full feature, which is exciting. Yeah, and the, the casting call was my favorite part. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, you did some of your own stunts for the film. So how was it to perform them yourself? It was actually an experience. It was fun <laughs> doing it, and I can't wait to do more of it. To tell you the truth, I've been biting at it really <laughs> to do more of it, but. Like you said, don't do some of the stuff at home. Exactly, and I know the pandemic is holding off on a lot of projects, not just for us, but for a lot of people in the world. It it really yeah. is. Um, speaking about Thank God for TikTok. Exactly. Speaking about stunts, though, um, you were injured on set. Uh, could you tell us which scene it was and how it happened? Uh, well, the scene. It was just. Four nerds sitting on the couch, and then me and Tyler Ebert's character actually got in an argument and shoving match and all that, and Yag's character actually was supposed to break it up, and when he, Tyler's character was on me, Yags pulled him, and when he pulled him, he landed right on my knee, which tore my meniscus. All right. And uh, did, how is your meniscus doing now? It is doing a lot better. That's it, awesome. Meniscus injuries ain't so bad, but it still hurts. Right. But, but like I said, it was all worth it in the end. We have a wonderful movie, and I can't wait for it to come out. Exactly. And it's funny because I, I remember, uh, I do remember when you did get her, and uh, it's like, I, like I'm trying to cover my butt, and, you know... I know uh, Gabby and Sarah were taking you home, and I was following not far behind because I needed to, I needed to like you know 
basically tell you, hey, we have all these injury waivers on set. <laughs> Which, the funny thing is, even if I didn't sign no waivers or anything like that, I would never have done anything because right. I want this movie to succeed. Exactly. And why would I do something that would jeopardize that? Exactly. And the movie, is it got done. I mean, we were. I think that was the last scene we were going to film that night, if I'm not mistaken. But we had, uh, we actually did get all the shot we needed for that, but we had to refilm yeah. it. Because uh, when you fell, um, you weren't able to. Do, we weren't able to continue the last part of that scene. Um, yes. So and and obviously, if we were to start it from where we left off, nobody would be in the right position. So it was just best that we, you know, started it from you know from the beginning of that scene and then just continue from there. And I believe we filmed that then the last day on set, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was the last day of set we had to refilm it. Yeah, we filmed that part, and then we filmed the part right after when we're in the in the backwoods of, of Centralia behind the cemetery, and then yes. we filmed the end of the movie also in the backwoods of, of Centralia in the cemetery. Um, the next question I got for you is, uh, what was the best part about filming Samhain, and what was the worst? The best part, I would say, is working with the people we had. It, I made a lot of new friendships, and... And I can't wait to, like I said, I can't wait to do future projects with everybody. It, right. I built a lot of friendships. I would, I hold cherished deeply in that, and I wouldn't, I would do anything for those friendships. Right. And the worst part, I would say, is, uh, I don't have really like. Worst part would be the wrong choice of word. I would say the only bad thing about it was. The ending of it, yeah. like ending the project and all that is like you wanted to do more because you don't want to lose touch with everybody and all that. Right. And it's funny that you said that that is your best and that is your worst parts because uh, you're my fourth interview this week for the week of sound interviews. And every, you're the fourth person out of the four interviews I had so far that said those exact things of being the best and being the worst. <laughs> Yeah, and the funny thing is I haven't even heard any of those interviews yet. <laughs> I haven't got to because I work so much. Yeah, it's hard um, to get around. I mean, it, like I said, most interview, most of the interviews I do are roughly 30 minutes at most. I had one interview that was like two and a half hours, and a couple interviews reached over an hour, but, um, but most of my interviews usually are 30 minutes and under. Maybe they'll yeah. reach 40, 45 at most, but yeah, most of them don't exceed 30 minutes. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your character, Paul, and what makes him different than the rest of the nerds in the movie? And remember, no spoilers, not anything big. Um, how would I describe Paul? Paul is like the know-it-all of the group. He thinks he knows better and he wants to make everybody follow a good line. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anybody overstepping that line or doing something crazy. Right. But Paul, also, I would consider, has the biggest heart for the rest of the nerds. Right. Because I feel like he's the character that tries to look over the whole general of the group. Right. 
I agree with that. And it's funny because I think you're, yeah, you're the only one from the group, the four nerds. Obviously, I can't interview myself. Um, Yags was busy this week, so I'm going to try to get him during the second set of uh, interviews for the weeks that I'm going to do up in like September ish, October ish. And I'm going to get Tyler then as well. He's busy this week. But uh, to speak on for everybody to get familiar with those four characters. So as Shane just said, Paul is the one that is, that is the know-it-all of the group, the techie of the group, the one that tries you know to be level-headed. Then there's uh, Benji, who is the smart-ass, sarcastic, sassy guy of the group. Then there's me. I play Jordan. I have the uh, I'm the like the one that tries to act all cool, but he's really not the coolest guy in the world, you know, obsessed with video games, that type of thing. And then I had, and then there's a uh, Scott Yagelinski and he plays, uh, Jason and he had, he is the type of a uh, nerd that is, um, that is like the jock of the group. He, uh, he kind of, uh, is the, the voice of reason. Like when you, the scene where you did, have the injury where he's trying to stop you and Benji from fighting. He's trying to be the voice of reason, but he's also the jock of the group. He's very tall. He's he's built better. He's built better than the other nerds. So he you know he played football, all that different things. So those are the four nerds for anybody that's listening. So you know, and uh, I have obviously Paul, the techie, the you know the know it all of the group on the phone now, and um, I think that you did the character justice. It was it was what you know what I envisioned for that role. Yes. And like I said, one of the best things to do is when you read over a script or whatever is try and imagine yourself in the role. Put the role as your own spin if you can. Exactly, exactly. So what was it like working with Brett Harrison? Was he intimidating in costume? I have to say, Brett Harris is awesome to work with. He... (laughs) He's loyal to the project. Mm-hmm. He's a fun, outgoing guy. But once he puts on that costume, he's 100% that character. He mm-hmm. goes full into character, and he can be intimidating at times. <laughs> it's but fun. once he's not in, when he's not in that character, it's a whole 180, and he's fun, loving, and all that. Right, and it's funny. Um, there's a story that I wanted to tell during the interview I had with Brett, and I didn't get to it when you said about him being intimidating, and that I wanted to sneak this uh, little story in. Um, it was the first night on set. It was like three or four in the morning, and uh, Brett and we just finished the one death scene, and uh, me and our still and our still photographer. He's also our on-set medic, and he was also had a small cameo in the movie as Officer Furman, uh, David Furman. He was uh, in the passenger seat with me, and we were getting ready to leave my aunt's house. That she, we were using the interior of her house for the scene, and uh, we were getting ready to leave her house. And uh, we were, it was pitch black, and we're in the car, and we're getting ready to leave. And all we see coming up from the shadows is Brett walking with blood covering him. And he has the mask on, the jumpsuit on, the gloves on, the gloves are all bloody. And David goes to me, holy shit. Like, it freaked us out. Like, it was scary. Like, we did, we know what we're filming, but uh, David said he was sleeping in the in his car at, in my parents' parking lot because um, we had to be on set again for 7 a.m. And uh, he uh, literally, he said he was looking out his window pretty much all night because he had a feeling Brett was just going to jump up and, like, scare him in his car. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it sounds like him. Yeah, it was. It was an interesting, uh, interesting tidbit. Um, if 
If you could redo the movie, would there be anything about your character that you'd like to change or improve on? And if so, what would it be? Mm, tell you the truth, I wouldn't change anything. Okay. Really, I feel like the character did what the character was supposed to do. And right. like I said, you'll have to find out what's going on when you see the movie. Exactly. Exactly. To see, see what I mean. <laughs> um. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, what was your most memorable moment while filming Samhain? Uh, hmm. Let's see. Well, actually, I wouldn't even say it was. Hmm. I wouldn't even say it was an on-set thing. It was actually like in between set. Okay. Filming. My favorite moment would have been when we all went uh, hiking, like, in between films. Okay. And seeing old uh, railroad carts and buildings and all that, and even a Scotty Fear moment. (laughs) That was uh, very terrifying for me, for sure. I Um, know that. But also, it was a good... It was a good memory, even though you got scared. Yes, and Carl thought I was joking, um, but I was holding his hand. Amanda's like, no, I know Scotty. He is not joking about this fear. Like, this, he's not even acting. This fear is tra- yeah. literal fear for him right now. She knew, she thought, like, everybody thought I was just being, you know, being, like, dramatic or whatever at first, but it turned, like, then they realized, especially Amanda, because she knows me really well, and she knew this is... This is Scotty's really scared right now. Like he, he was oh, yeah. really scared. I was right behind you, and you were shaking like <laughs> you're having a seizure or something. Yeah, it was it was pretty scary, but that was fun. That was during I believe when we did that. I was during our uh, all day shoot when we had to be on set yes. for like eight a.m. And, uh, and some we, people went for food, and yeah. we went hiking. Yep. Yep, we, I think it was like an 8 a.m. shoot until like an 11 p.m. shoot. So I believe we finished the day scenes, and then we took a break. Um, some people went to McDonald's. I went to McDonald's after the hike, and then we you know, went hiking. I know Tyler went back to his parents' place. He had to help his stepdad with something. So we, we took like me. We had to take a break. We had a lot of time to kill because like the sun yeah. was getting ready to set, um, but it wasn't. we needed it to be pitch black to start the daytime scenes to follow continuity. Yeah. Um, so, let's see, um, would you like to be a part of future projects with Gravestone Films, and is there anything specific you'd like to see Gravestone pursue in types, in terms of types of movies and storylines? Well, do I want to be a part of future projects? Of course I do. I I love working (laughs) with everybody, and I feel like I... I have to because I'm also part of one of the executives. Right, exactly. If, if I wasn't part of them, what kind of exec would I be? Exactly. And, like, ideas or anything like that for future projects or what I want to do, I know we have a couple on hand getting ready, working on, and that we have. I know uh, you're doing Amanda's interview on Saturday. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure she'll mention it. Yep. She has an idea. I know we have future ideas for certain projects. And I know I have an idea. We have plenty of ideas coming up, and I'm, I'd be glad to work with them. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So the last question I got for you is, um, I know that uh, you are writing or have some film ideas in mind. So is there anything you want to tell the listeners about so they can keep an eye out for them in the future, whether it's with Gravestone Films or another company for that matter? Well, I am working on a project and I'm like three quarters away done a script already. Okay. The little tidbit, it's mostly like a found footage film. Okay. And it follows the line of a horror genre. And mostly it's a mix of, well, I'll say like a mix of uh, The Blair Witch and Grave Encounters. Okay. Sounds good. And mostly it's about a group of friends that... Used to love doing, like, uh, going out to haunted places and all that and researching it and trying to find ghosts. And they meet up with an old friend back in their childhood who disappeared and went out of their lives. And they go research their hometown horror spot, we'll say. Because I don't want to give too much detail. A horror spot and try to figure out what's going on there because a lot of disappearances and hearing of ghosts and children's crying and laughter. Awesome. So thank you, Shane, for joining me uh, for the po- for the interview today. No problem. I'm glad you interviewed me. Not a problem. So uh, before I let you go, I just want to promote every uh, the movie, obviously. The movie comes out in select theaters in October 2020. It'll be available to stream on Amazon in November 2020. Um, you can follow us on uh, Facebook at www.facebook.com slash uh, gravestonefilms. Um, you can also follow the uh, the movie fan page at www.facebook.com slash soundmovie. Um, also, you can go to our website at uh, www.graystonefilms.com. And the, also, um, we are having a premiere. So far, it is still scheduled for July 18th. So uh, if you would like to um, you know, go to the premiere, if you're in the area of Schuylkill County, we're going to be holding it at the uh, Angela Triplex Theater in Coldale, Pennsylvania. And tickets are available at uh, soundpremiere.eventbrite.com, and you can get your tickets there to, uh, to um, you know, come to the premiere. And, uh, yeah, like Join I said, the, the rest of us and watch the, the exactly. movie through our eyes. Exactly. The movie will be at, uh, the doors open at 6 p.m., um, the red carpet event also starts at 6 p.m. And then the screening of the film is at 7 p.m. And then after the screening of the film, we're going to have a uh, meet and greet with the cast and crew. So, uh, hopefully we'll see everybody there. If you can, if you're not in the area and, and we're not in a theater near you, you can always, like I said, go on Amazon and stream it when it's available for streaming. Um, and you can always follow our Facebook pages. Our trailer will also be out on June 23rd of this year, the two-year anniversary that Gravestone Films has been in business. So uh, you want to check that out as well. All right. Well, thank you, Shane, so much for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having me. All right. You have a good rest of your day. You too. All right. Thank you. Bye.